Hey there, amazing listeners. Before we dive into today's fascinating topic, I want to take a moment to express my deepest gratitude to each and every one of you. The Telewellness Hub podcast has been an incredible journey since launching it in April, and it's all thanks to your unwavering support. If you haven't already, please consider hitting that subscribe button. And by subscribing, you'll never miss an episode. I'm committed to bringing you valuable insights into the world of wellness, science, and culture every week from leading wellness experts and people sharing their authentic wellness journeys. But wait, there's more. I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. Your reviews truly mean the world to me. They not only help me improve, but also assist others in finding the podcast. So if you could spare a minute to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Spotify or Apple or whatever it is that you use to listen into the Telewellness Hub podcast, it would be an immense, huge help. And if you're as passionate about wellness as we are, consider sharing the Telewellness Hub podcast with your friends and family. Let's spread the word about the importance of well-being, the power of science, and just the ability to take your wellness journey one step at a time through easy, accessible ways. Thank you for being a part of our community. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the Telewellness Hub podcast, your go-to source for all things related to mental health and well-being. I'm your host, Marta Hamilton, and today we have a very important topic to discuss, which is depression. It affects millions of people worldwide, and with October being Mental Health and Depression Month, I wanted the first episode of this month of October to shed light on this often misunderstood condition. My goal today is to provide you with some information as a clinician with compassion and practical tips to help those who may be struggling. Before I dive in, a quick reminder to subscribe to our podcast. If you're enjoying it, please feel free to leave a review uh, and follow us on social media at Telewellness Hub for the latest updates on mental health, self-care, and more. Depression is a really complex and multifaceted condition. It affects children and adults. It affects approximately 17 million people in the United States alone. It can be challenging to understand for those who haven't experienced it firsthand. And so in today's episode, I wanted to break down what depression is and what it isn't. So depression isn't just feeling sad. Often we hear people talk about feeling depressed that their favorite sports team lost, for example, or using depression lightly in conversation. It's a persistent feeling of sadness. It's a feeling of true hopelessness and a loss of interest or pleasure in activities that were once enjoyable. It can affect not just your mood, but your sleep, your appetite, your energy levels, and even your ability to concentrate. Some symptoms that are common that you can look out for include persistent sadness or irritability, changes in appetite and sleep patterns. Maybe you're eating less than normal or having a hard time eating or have no appetite, or maybe the opposite, you're eating more than calm more than you're used to. And same with sleeping. Maybe there's changes in sleep where you're having a hard time falling asleep or having a hard time staying asleep 
or waking up super early or feeling like you just need to be asleep all the time. Uh, difficulty concentrating is, all, is also a common symptom. Just being able to not really focus on the things that you feel like you need to. Also withdrawing from social activities and even physical symptoms like headaches and digestive problems can be a symptom. So sometimes it's important to pay attention if the people around us are having a lot of these symptoms and saying that their head hurts, their stomach hurts, especially among kids and teens. I, I've seen that in practice a lot. And uh, we see that in the community that that's something to take a look at. It's essential to pay attention to these signs in ourselves and also our loved ones because they can be indicators that our brain health needs some support. Depression often co-occurs with other conditions. So it's, it's not uncommon to see that depression also comes along with anxiety or within substance abuse, there's also depression or even physical illnesses like heart disease or diabetes have been seen to come with depression and life changes also like in medical conditions, like receiving a cancer diagnosis, having a baby or experiencing a traumatic event can also trigger or worsen depression. So let's explore even the impact of depression in our society. It's something that affects us collectively even in our economy, it has been shown in research to cost an estimated $210 billion each year in the United States alone due to lost productivity and healthcare expenses just from depression. So this is really a, something that is, a, when we talk about the mental health crisis, it affects us all. And, and most likely we know someone who has either experienced depression or who at some point in their lifetime will, if it's not you listening or us ourselves. So it's important when it comes to seeking help for depression to, to know that there are various providers who can insist, who can assist, including therapists, psychologists, and psychiatrists. And it's essential to reach out to a healthcare professional who can tailor the treatment to your specific needs. And typically what happens is many people uh, will go to their primary care physician and they now have screeners and are also able to, to share with you referrals if you share with them that you've been feeling depressed. And maybe it's not even that you share that you're feeling depressed. You share some of the symptoms we described earlier. You're having a hard time sleeping. You have changes in appetite. You can't really concentrate. You feel fatigued. You're not feeling motivated like usual. And primary care physicians are very often an initial starting point in terms of referrals to maybe a psychiatrist who specializes in providing medications for depression and also therapists who can help provide counseling to support you. And the best treatment typically includes both medication and therapy. Now, one common question is, how long does it take to feel better from depression? Like, is this forever? Because in when someone is feeling depressed, it can truly feel like it's never going to get better. And I think that's something really important for people to understand. So they have compassion when it comes to those who are feeling depressed or they're feeling like, what well, are they being lazy or why don't they want to help themselves? It's just, it can be very overwhelming and it can feel like it will take 
like they're never going to get out of it. And so that question is so commonly, how long until I feel better? The journey to recovery varies from person to person. Some people see improvements in a matter of weeks, like a few weeks of the right medication can really make a huge difference while others may take several months. So it's important to be patient and stay committed to your treatment plan. So if you suspect you that you or a loved one may be dealing with depression, what should you do? Seeking help is a crucial step. So reaching out to a mental health professional or even a trusted friend or family member who can support you and guide you. Therapy, and in some cases, medication can be effective treatments for depression. Just remember, it's okay to ask for help, and you do not have to go through this alone. Uh, So often I hear people describe that they don't want to be a burden to others. They don't want to share that they're struggling with others. But I I have to remind anyone listening who has been feeling depressed and doesn't know if they want to share and maybe feels guilty or like they have a great life, why would they feel depressed? Or maybe feels like a burden sharing with others, or maybe was raised in the way where, you know, we don't talk about depression and therapy and medication. I want to encourage you that you don't have to go through this alone and things can get better. And by reaching out to others, there are people who dedicate their lives and their profession. It's their job to help you feel better and navigate depression as well as, you know, our friends want to support us. Our family members typically want to support us. We, we give them an opportunity to care for us when we seek their help and assistance the same way we would want to help them if they were in the same situation. And many times I've, I've heard, you know, people want to help themselves. So let's talk about some self-care strategies and what are some practical steps you can take to manage your depression you know, self-care is really essential. And what I mean by self-care, it's not an indulgent. Sometimes we think it's indulgence. It's like face masks. It's, you know, taking lots of time to go on a quiet retreat, but it could be something as, as essential as encouraging healthy habits, like regular activity and exercise. It doesn't have to be when you're depressed. And if you're having a hard time, like your body is tired, it may be exercise, like going outside and taking a 10 minute walk. It's a balanced diet. It's making sure you have enough sleep at one point in, in our field. uh, The book we use for diagnosing different mental health disorders is the DSM. And at one point they were looking to reclassify depression along with a sleep disorder because so often sleep and mood are so closely tied together. So it, I cannot emphasize enough that the importance of getting on a regular, healthy, adequate sleep schedule, if you're working on your depression and general well-being. Additionally, mindfulness practices like meditation, deep breathing have been shown by research to help manage symptoms. Connecting with a support system and engaging in activities that you enjoy can also be beneficial. Just as a reminder to connect with others that you're not alone and, and really investing in things that bring you joy. So those are those are excellent suggestions when it comes to treatment options, though it's important to remember that what works for one person may not work for another. 
it's a journey of trial and error and guided by professional help. So often I have encountered people who have tried to overcome their depression on their own and you know, trying to mentally talk your way out of being, having depression, which is a chemical imbalance in the brain is similar to trying to talk yourself out of having diabetes because we know that's due to, it's it's part of chemistry. It's, uh, you can't, you need to moderate and balance out insulin levels. We know that there's, we know the science behind diabetes. And now that technology is advancing, we have a greater understanding of the science of depression. And just know if you are experiencing any kind of depression, or you know, someone who has depression and you don't get it, you're frustrated with them. You want to see them just get better. Just know that they are struggling and fighting against something that is biologically based. And so I want to guide and encourage anybody to seek out professional help. And also sometimes people might have mild depression. There are different levels of depression. It's a, it's a spectrum, if you will. And sometimes people have just one episode in their whole life, one single instance of, of major depression while some people might have a recurrent cycle of depression or have mild depression for a long time, weeks, months, years. So knowing that October is mental health and depression month, it's the perfect time to raise awareness and reduce the stigma surrounding mental health issues. And In addition to the common illnesses associated with depression, it's crucial to recognize that significant life changes such as divorce, job loss, or the death of a loved one can also contribute to depression. So understanding these triggers can help us provide better support to those who are struggling. So if you know anyone going through a major significant life change, make sure to check up check in with them and check up to see how they're feeling, how they're sleeping, how they're eating, um, and just spending some time with them and giving them the opportunity to share with you and so that we can support each other. And, you know, finally, I'd like to really emphasize and remind everyone that depression is treatable. Recovery is possible. Feeling like you're old, quote unquote, self, or even better, it's possible. So don't lose hope. Don't hesitate to seek help. I have seen incredible transformations for people. I am so blessed that that is my career, that I get to see the transformation of lives and people just feel their best and come out of some really hard, dark places. Uh, We're here for you. There is a path to wellness and you never, the beauty of therapy is you never have to worry about what you share with the therapist. They're there to be non-judgmental and guide you and support you through their clinical background. I want to thank you for joining us today on the Telewellness Hub podcast. Remember, you're not alone and there is help and hope available for depression. 
If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your friends and family. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform and join us next time as we continue our journey toward better mental health and well-being. Until then, take care of yourselves and one another.